Welcome to the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast with psychologist Dr. Doreen Downing. Listen in as Doreen interviews people who felt they didn't have a voice or who suffered extreme speaking anxiety. You'll hear stories about how they struggled to speak up, what they did to find their authentic voice, and the confidence they now feel to speak up and make an impact. If you want to get started right away to find your voice, download Doreen's free 7-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. And now, here is Doreen. Hi, I'm Dr. Doreen Downing, and I am a psychologist, and I'm host of the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast. What I do on this podcast is to invite guests who have some sense that somewhere along their life they had a voice, but they lost it or something stopped them from being able to feel comfortable and confident speaking up. And today we'll hear one of those stories from my good friend, Anna Mayandonova. Is that how you say your last name? Yes, Mayandonova. It was was my maiden name. I've changed it to Ditchburn now. That's when I right. <laughs> the Ditchburn, also one of the guests on your podcast. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, welcome. I'd like to say a few things that so you sent me a bio just so we get off to a start so people know that who you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anna is known affectionately as the world's best life optimization coach. Yes. Just need to take a big breath on that one because that's such a, a beautiful designation, a life optimization coach. And that's uh, that goes along with this whole idea of you and a number of people nowadays are saying you can be the best at what you are meant to be, right? Absolutely, 100%. And it's, I think, just a quick explanation. Uh, the world's best is not an eager thing. It's now my commitment to myself to be best in the world at helping people to realize their potential and align with their heart and with their thoughts, feelings, and wishes. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much what the next part says about it, you and your um your bio. She empowers others with her ultimate courage, stories of healing and forgiveness. And so that's what we're here today is to hear some of your own healing journey. And uh, this is what some of what uh, was in the past, systematic sexual abuse, two forced abortions by a stepfather, and then 16 consecutive miscarriages This is part of your story. I already am feeling, wow, Uh, you know, just kind of opening up a deeper space for holding this kind of journey that a little girl had to go through. And here you are transforming yourself, having transformed yourself and uh, now eager and able to help others. Now her story is that she has reclaimed her power freed herself from the tether of shame and pain, and has made her life purpose to help others to do the same, to live the life of their dreams. So, Anna, I always like to start because uh, that's what we want to know is the beginnings, you know, like, where were you born and what kind of family were you born into? Because usually when we go, 
hello world, <laughs> you know, we're little ones and we have a big bright smile, which I see on your face today. Uh, people reflect that back to us. You know, there's a welcoming, there's a an embrace of our beings. And uh, so many of us didn't get that. You know, there was, uh, we were ignored or we were put down or we were uh, in some way uh, misused, misunderstood. So uh, why don't we just start with wherever you want early on life. Darin, thank you so much for such a wonderful introduction. And as you mentioned, my story is not an easy to hear. So I just wanted to say to your listeners, if you have experienced anything similar in your life, this is the day I really want you to listen carefully <laughs> and make some notes like your life depending on it. Because I know how hard it is to carry this burden. I know how such a such a negative impact it it makes on your life. And I've been there and I went through this. And I want to share my experience. And for me, everything started when I was a child. I was a four years old. I was born in Russia. And here I am uh, looking at my mom up. She's crying. And I'm looking at her and wondering, what is going to happen to us? What's, what is next? And watching my biological father just leaving the house with his big bags. And I want to just protect my mom and I want to stop him. And I just want to run after him and hug him and beg him, please don't go. And I remember he just looked down at me and he just said, move out. And he pushed me out of his way and he just left. He left with another woman. And at four years old, we are still developing. We still don't understand what's happening. So my belief was, my feelings don't matter. My voice doesn't matter. Anna doesn't matter. And I have to grow up so quick, Doreen, because my mom, a 24 years old <laughs> young woman, at, at those time in Russia, you just get married, have kids, you know, and you make your life, put a smile, <laughs> never share whatever is happening in your house. And my younger brother was just nine months old. And I remember I had to look after my brother while my mom was working at the radio, even during the night shifts. I was taking him to the kindergarten and was going to <laughs> another group in the kindergarten. How young we were. Now, when you think about it, it's crazy. And that's how our emotional roller coaster started. For six years, we've been struggling financially and physically and mentally and emotionally. And I remember I was 10 and my mom met this amazing, wonderful man. I would say, um, our, you know, he was our. Uh, idol of men, strong, uh, an army guy. And we thought, this is the one. 
he 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 comes to save us yeah. and he was a he was a wonderful man everything was going so great but just a few months after he revealed his true face and a few months after we were walking on an eggshell a major <laughs> very disciplinarian a very aggressive and abusive man and we didn't know what to do to, at those point. My mom, growing up, she was a people pleaser. She never ever tell my stepfather anything against. And looking at this, at her behavior, I thought that was normal. So we would try to please him with everything. And as an army guy, he would come home and everything has to be spotless. Everything has to be on its own places. So Coming from the school, quickly running, putting my uh, gloves, you know, all the way to my armpits and just making sure that everything is cleaned perfectly, like uh, checking if there is any even like small thing of dust, because if he would come home and he would find something in the corner, he would grab us by our necks and push the faces against in the floor and growing up in this environment we didn't know that there is a better thing to be honest i thought everyone lives like this and i i've learned how to be a good girl how to please my stepfather without asking any questions and when you think that the things cannot get any worse when i just turned 15 that's when sexual abuse started and it was the second time when my voice was taken away from me, when my stepfather told me if I ever reveal his crime, his secret, he will destroy my mom's and my brother's life. And knowing how abusive he was and what he could do to us, I believed him. And I was shut down at those point. And six years, I was keeping my secret quiet until it stopped. And I left the house when I was 21. And I thought, finally, I have a freedom, mm -hmm. but not. Everything what was happening, firstly, it came with me. And secondly, Doreen, it nearly destroyed my life. Yes, I want to say that that's exactly what I think the point is, is that we have experiences and even though it happens to be what we consider our past, it has still affected our psyche, our sense of ourselves, and we always carry that forward. And that's what I, I hear you say. But before we go on into that part of your story, I just want to take a big breath and uh, hold this this image of this little girl at four who uh, was had no other alternative. Um, I also at that age, my father left and I had a little sister. She was my age or just 11 months younger. So it wasn't as if I had to learn to take care of a, a little baby, but oh my, just the the kind of responsibility you had to uh, take on and then also the connection that you had with your mother you know trying to be there for her <laughs> um, so I I understand that and then wow this this big strapping man who's your savior and what a disappointment and 
what a what a trauma and that i know that you're you have a podcast and it's about trauma recovery so uh, i think the whole point as we go further right now that you're saying trauma exists in our our bodies our minds our sense of self and even though you were free <laughs> at 21 you were not free really truly inside of your your psyche your body your sense of self not at all, Doreen. You know, he, my stepfather gave me a great gift to be strong. And I I was strong, but on a, on a bad meaning. I was uh, outside, I was looking like I have it all together. I was, you know, dressing up nicely. I was uh, pushing hard and all this stuff. But inside, Doreen... I was destroying by crippling fear of judgment, making mistakes. I would rather die than make a mistake. I was such a people pleaser. When I wanted to say no to people, mm-hmm. I would say yes. At work, I would spend, literally, I would work 12 hours a day just to make everything perfect. I would take so many things on my plate just to to seek the approval from people. I can to approve to, to to prove myself that I can do. I can. I am worthy. I am worthy of something. And I uh, this crippling crippling feeling of shame as well uh, was just so afraid that someone will find out that about my story. Who I am, true. Who I truly am. I couldn't live my full potential. I I was never being authentic. Right. Well, never. what is authentic? Actually, when you're in a an environment where you learn to make these adjustments and cover up your pain and your voice, and wow, it it all feels tangled up. <laughs> and yet, on the outside, you're trying to be the best you can be. Exactly. Can I have a? Can I tell you a very quick story I shared with you? Um, in 2019, I was looking for a new job, and job interviews were like a nightmare for me, honestly. So uh, before every job interview, I would spend hours, days uh, of researching about the company and preparing uh, for any questions that may arise, trying to anticipate anything. And every time I would go to the interview, I remember myself standing and my whole body would start shaking. I would start sweating. My palms would start sweating. Really, it was so bad. I would feel like I'm having a diarrhea. That's how bad it was. And it wasn't just the public speaking. It was just the talking to a person who I didn't know and a person who has an authority. Mm. And I had a fear of people in authority because of my stepfather. And here I am standing, shaking, trying to calm myself down. Okay, I have to go walk in, sit down. And then suddenly I would black out. Suddenly, I just could not remember literally where I am, where what am I doing? 
And what I supposed to say? And that was it. I was like a torture for me. And I just realized something is going wrong with me. Something is not good. It's not supposed to be so hard. Job interview is supposed to be fun. (laughs) Well, they could be challenging for a lot of people, but I think it's it's also for those who listen listen right now and and do have challenges around showing up for interviews they might get the hint that hey something in the past might be at work here something's operating about your sense of self and how you how what you believe about yourself so uh yeah well that moment those moments was that a wake-up moment for you then those kind of uh blanking out it was the biggest wake-up moment for me i had another moment where I met a person of my dreams, Laban Ditchburn. We, uh, well, we had an amazing relationship. And I, and I thought, compare my stepfather, this is the safe place. So we wanted to start our own family and have our own kids. But then a first miscarriage happened. A second miscarriage happened. Third miscarriage happened. And I remember I went into deep depression. What's happening with me? And 10 different doctors in Australia could not find any physical reason. And once one doctor called me on the side and he said, and because I had four miscarriages with my ex-partner previously, he said, Anna, it's not about partners. There is something within you. There is something you need to work on. And I knew exactly what it was. because. I was, I had two forced illegal abortions by my, from my stepfather and one abortion damaged my reproductive system. And that was it. But I couldn't, it was my steal. It was my fear of having a child because I had a, such a negative experience with that. I just wanted, I remember, I just wanted to yell to the doctor, please help. It's because my sexual abuse it's because i was sexually abused i wanted to yell my whole body wanted to yell but i was like okay and i shut down again mm-hmm. and at this point i decided to tell my at those time uh, partner what was happening because i couldn't carry the burden of this shame anymore of this guilt and this pain anymore within myself and doreen that was the best thing i've ever done telling everyone what was happening i get it the voice the voice came out finally uh, for the very first time in 20 years but it was in a safe place so that's one thing i want to note is that uh, the voice coming out in a safe place makes all the difference in the world wow unbelievable and i just wanted to say to to your listeners if your partner feel feels safe and compelled to share their story please just listen just listen and just be there for them because it's not an easy one it's not an easy thing to open up and that's how my healing journey started Laban was able to provide an amazing support for me he understood he got me and in two and a half years in September last year I was able to tell my mom what's happened. She was the the hardest person for me to tell because my stepfather was always telling me, 
firstly, that he will destroy her life. And secondly, if I tell her, she will hate me. She will expel me from the house and I will never, ever see her again. Mm -hmm. And it was the biggest fear for me as well. I love my mom from the bottom of my, like from the bottom of my heart. I didn't want to lose her, but I just, I realized that this is the time to open up. This is the time because I felt like she needs to do some healing. And they, they separated when I left the house. He literally threw her out of the house telling me that it's my fault. If I leave the house, he doesn't need, need my mom anymore. Mm. It was a lot of manipulation. And she just, she became a mama bear. Honestly, Doreen, after I told her... She, her reaction was that I was always hoping he will, she will react this way. And I thought 20 years just went in front of my eyes. And I thought, oh my goodness, why did I wait for such a long time to tell you? She straight away pressed the criminal charges against him. Mm -hmm. And Doreen, that was the moment I had to face all my demons. Mm -hmm. I had to confront him. And I was living in Australia at those point, and I had to go back to Russia to to go to to testify against him and to tell my story. And I did it. <laughs> I confronted him. I told my story, and what I did, what else I did, I told my story publicly. I realized that in my hometown we have no childhood sexual abuse support at all. And I wanted to do something. And I called the biggest publisher in my hometown. And I told them my story. And I said, would you be interested to publish? And one journalist said, I will. Okay. And the story, the article went viral. And you know what, Darin? I left my email address saying, if you are in a similar situation, whether you're a woman, girl, or boy, if you have no one to talk to, send me an email. Hundreds oh. and hundreds of emails. Oh. My inbox was just exploded. And Doreen, one email particularly struck me the most. It was one girl. She got pregnant at 16 uh, from her stepfather. And she was so ashamed to tell who is the father of her child that she had to leave the house. And she would sleep on the sofas at her, her friends' houses. But when she had a baby, no one wanted to, to have her in their house. And she would sleep sometimes under the bridges, sometimes in the abandoned houses. And she, she is a 44 years old woman. She loves her child, but she's still so terrified to tell her story to anyone. And I was the first person she opened up. Oh. And that was the moment. And I'm getting emotional. And I've realized how many people are out there are still afraid to tell their story. And for me, that was the moment when I decided I want to be the biggest voice for those people. I want to be the power. I want to show with my example that everything is possible. Everything is possible. You can turn your story into your superpower. You can reclaim your voice. And you can live the life you have ever, you haven't even dreamed about. So when I started my podcast, 
And I invite people who have a powerful story, who overcame uh, different adversities and now inspiring people (laughs) with their own beautiful stories. Oh, well, you are exactly where you are meant to be. Life uh, uh, was a journey and it still is for you. And I think what we're taking today is that no matter what, this is your message, no matter what, there is more to you than what you believe. And there are people like you, Anna, who uh, have programs that help people tell their stories. So how do people find you? What do you provide for people? Thank you for this question, Doreen. So people can find me uh, on my website. It's Anna Ditchburn, A-N-N-A-D-I-T-C-H-B-U-R-N. You can also find me on Linktree. It's a wonderful app where you can see all my social media links. Uh, it's Linktree slash Anna Ditchburn. Or you can search me on Facebook or Instagram. It's Mrs. Anna Ditchburn. And I'm helping, I'm helping people to overcome their shame and guilt and pain and limiting beliefs and negative self-talk and teach them how to use the power of their mind to achieve a miraculous outcomes. And I have a program, uh, coaching programs, where I use a power of hypnotherapy. I'm a certified hypnotherapist where we can face, where I can be a, your guide to face your deepest, darkest, to come up on another side stronger and happier. Well, what an invitation, Anna. Thank you so much for being the brave soul that you are and for having such a a brilliant inside that shines now out into the world and guides. You're like a beacon of hope for for others, especially those who've had trauma. Thank you so much for for being with me today. Darin, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for such an amazing opportunity to share my story. And I I've been knowing you for 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 a year nearly now. Yes. I just wanted to say thank you for for your work that you do because it's because when I found your seven secrets of public speaking, that's what helped me to to get out there <laughs> and start telling my story. So, oh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today for this episode of Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. Each person during interviews shares what has helped them find their voice. You can learn from these guests and find your voice so you can be confident to speak up and speak out. And remember to download Doreen's free seven-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll return next time. Until then, goodbye for now.